Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. I appreciate having the whole family together for my birthday. Many things happen in life. Celebrations, tragedies, births, deaths. But through it all, what's right here is what's important. Family. May you live forever. Ah, salute! Salute! You know what I'm thinking. This is gonna be a great film. Yeah. And they need a stove. Food is so important to this family. All right. Hi, friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to make a shirt with hi, friends on it. Yeah, we got to, man. We have to. Uh, Grams of Snow podcast. Your favorite mafia, drug dealer, street gang, petty crime, low-end professional, petty, <laughs> politic, you know, teenage drug use, all of that, man, all the Rico stuff, man. We uh-huh. are, we're the pod to talk about it. And uh, in this edition, we're talking about the offer, man, the 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 show on how they made the Godfather. It's episode five. Again, I had no idea it was this wild. Yo, me neither. <laughs> a lot of shit happening. Like, hello? Yeah. It is, it is a lot happening. You know what, Six? Since we've started the offer, I have not, neither one of the two offer episodes, which, by the way, go back and listen to them both. We did episode one and then episode two through four mm-hmm. as one episode. Um, I haven't been introducing us for the offer. I haven't been coming up with our- You keep forgetting. Signature names. Yeah, yeah. I remembered last episode as we were leaving. You did. So let me just go ahead and get the intros out of the way, six, okay. so I don't forget. Because oh, I've been saving these for two weeks. Okay. Oh, All right. All right. I'm I am the de facto set uh, uh designated A mic for this series. Yes, that, I did I did acquiesce to that. That very is early. six yeah. approved there. Yeah. Uh and the A mic consists of me, young Treasy, aka Doe Colombo. Please enough. <laughs> I've been that I was saving, saving that for two weeks. weeks. It is not even that good. But uh um, it is good. It is good. Okay, I appreciate that. And my co-host, B Mike for this series. You just love him. <laughs> got, gotta establish a hierarchy, no matter how it is, you know. It's like sitting at the table at the Corleone dinner table. You gotta establish oh, the hierarchy. Oh my goodness. It's a great scene. We're gonna get there for sure. But my co-host six, aka Carmela Soprano. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I loved I loved Carmela Soprano, man. Did you ever watch The Sopranos? Sort I, of. Kinda. Yeah, sort of. I just It's one to go back to, six. And you know what's no one's gonna believe this either. Like no one believes that I don't like arguing. But <laughs> I don't like watching TV. Okay. Is is it like what Ruddy said when he was like, uh, TV you can't tell a good story in TV. Remember he said that? No, no, no. Like okay. I don't like watching the TV, like no matter what's oh. on it, right? So alone, anyway. Okay. 
so if I'm watching TV with someone or like that, like there's a conversation to be had, we're watching it together. It's an, it's an event Mm -hmm. or watching it for the purpose of doing this. Right. It's an event. Right. But it is really, really difficult for me to sit down and just watch TV. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to sleep. It doesn't know what happens because I'm, I might have the most comfortable couch on the planet. Right. Um, but also my mind is just thinking of the 50 million other things I could be doing right now mm-hmm. instead of sitting here watching TV. So what happens is I'll the TV will be on mm-hmm. while I'm doing something that I feel more productive doing. Ah. So I have to watch very passive television or a, I watch my comfort shows over and over. I've seen the movie, the movie Legend with Tom Hardy no less than 112 times. Jeez, really? It was that good? Because I haven't seen it. It was really good the first couple times. It is a, you would love it. It's a really <laughs> okay. good movie. But like for Tom me, mm-hmm. I put it on because I can miss parts of it and still enjoy it at this point because I've seen it. It's committed to memory. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah. very much a comfort movie show girl. Yeah. So watching something new is always hard because I'm not going to sit still to watch it if I'm by myself. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got a few of those comfort movies or like TV shows. And yeah. yeah. That makes perfect sense. Okay. I'm not mad at you there. Yeah. Dope, 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 dope. Um, listen, man, this show, it just keeps delivering. It's so good. It keeps delivering. Oh, I, I do want to give two special shout outs this episode. One to Alexandra, because last episode was Alexandra approved. Twice. Yes. We will get her on the next episode. I feel like that should be a we should try and see if that can be a theme, our final episodes always kind of being. Yeah. Where we involve someone we feel would be really good too. Yeah, I th- I think so. I think so. She said she was willing to come on every every week if we wanted if if we wanted her to, but mm-hmm. that may be a heavy lift, Alexandra, just because we're still Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it takes a lot for us to get it get this together. But the season finale for sure if you're listening. Um and then uh the homie Shad Harris, man. He he uh he gave us some good praise on last episode mm-hmm. just about like uh you know, he just he was amazed that a, a conversation about the Godfather can turn into Marriage about, talk. Yeah, yeah, marriage talk. And it's it's all intertwined, man. That's you know, that's some that's somewhat of the subtext to the Godfather if you've never seen it shot. It's marriage and, ice blue story about a, about your family. Uh, yeah, about your family, about people you love. Yeah. Um so yeah, so shout out to them, man, on the Twitters. The tweeters. Yeah, man. Um what moments stuck out to you here, six, in this episode, episode five? Kiss the ring. Um, two moments. Okay. I think everyone's gonna call out. The dinner scene. Yes. Where the Corleone family first gets together. It, that was just, I sat there with goosebumps like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And this isn't even what happened, but even just the reenactment, even the chemistry amongst the people here pretending to build the chemistry mm-hmm. of the people. It's just really good. It's really dope. Um, And a lot of Bob Evans scenes stood out to me. Okay. Um, Specifically the one where his girlfriend convinces him to go with Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Just, it was funny because he was calling out and looking for the silent parts of where Al Pacino could do the role of Michael Corleone. Mm-hmm. But what we got from him, we're seeing how his the silent parts was the acting for him in that time even. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. Yeah. Panic and Needle Park got him the job. Who would have known? Crazy. Oh, yeah. and if you didn't see our tweets, did you know the Paramount, if you watch the offer, uh-huh. it'll curate, well, on mine at least, it's curated a list of every movie or show mentioned in this show. Get out of here. Yeah. Holy so if shit. you go down to, um, it, I think it's mentioned in the offer or as seen in the offer, mm-hmm. it's literally every single movie or show they discuss in the series. Whoa, that's Or big. that's tied to the series somehow. I got to check that out. Yeah, it's really cool. Because I, I want to see this love story movie. 
Yeah. You know, they're talking about it grossed a hundred million. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Because that is big. Even know, the movies that we've talked about from yeah. Coppola or the other movies, uh, the movie that what's his uh, the boy they wanted to be Michael Corleone at first, Robert De Niro. Uh, the, no, the, the no, gang no. Who didn't shoot or uh, uh, way back. Oh, Robert Redford. Yes, even that movie. Yeah, yeah. That he oh, went to go see. Um, which one was it? Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. No, something of. I, I don't okay. remember. It was something doofy. Got it, got it, got but it. But they're all in there. Got it. All of them. If they mention another director and what movie that the person they're talking to was working on, yeah, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah. It's got really it. cool. So I want I want to see the gang uh gang who couldn't shoot straight. Because mm-hmm. that's dope. So we learned here that they did a swap, Al Pacino for Robert De Niro. And it wouldn't have worked the other way. Yeah, I, I don't know if it would have. I I don't know if it would have. And and well, I don't I De think De Niro could not have been Michael Corleone. Right. I love where they have De Niro in this series in this saga, which yeah. is as young Don Vito Corleone. Um I think for sure Pacino probably could have done the gang that couldn't shoot straight. But from what I understand, my in the little bit that I looked up about it, it's a comedy. And De Niro seems to have way better comedic timing. Yeah. If you seen like the analyze this and analyze that. Yeah. Or, While you know, still being menacing, yeah, but he's too menacing to be Michael Corleone. Greg, Greg, Greg Fokker. I'm doing. I'm doing Robert De Niro. He's not doing it very well. I'm, hey, hey, hold on, hold, take it back, take it back. What's that from? Take it back. Casino. It's not Casino or Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Take it back. Yeah. Where the fuck where you got it from? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no, De Niro seems to have incredible comedic timing. I don't. I haven't seen too many instances of Pacino in comedic timing. He's stoic. Yeah, but however, back then though, he definitely had a little bit more like an animated look to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was younger. Yeah, so uh, so maybe it would have worked, but I'm uh, pretty sure it worked the way it was supposed to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you saw they mentioned Chinatown the last two episodes. I mentioned Chinatown. Yep. And they finally uh, pulled it in. I, I guess this episode, Bob Evans got the script for it. Um, and, and like I said, you know, he was he was the producer on Chinatown. Such a good movie, man. Uh, I actually looked to see if it was on Paramount Plus. It's not. Mm-hmm. But that movie, The Conversation I was telling you about, is okay. on Paramount Plus. But, um, I, you know, I, I thought it was dope that they're still... I mean, pretty much they're promoting Paramount's archive. They are. This is kind of like what Space yeah. Jam does. <laughs> it's like, yes. like all the all the properties that this particular umbrella has um, that were powerful in this particular time. We're mm-hmm. gonna talk about them. Um, the, this episode opened up hella gangster, bro. Like, I guess Joey Gallo is ready to go to war with Columbo. Damn. Yeah. I was like, what's yeah. look how they massacred my boy. Also, I watched The Godfather yesterday. Did you? Okay. To kind of, again, it can play in the background and I just can kind of pick up on it. Right. To kind of refresh it. Um, but just fun fact, but they opened crazy. Like, what? what, what is Johnny Gallo doing? What's... Oh, uh, Joey What G- was in that truck? That's what I want to know. Probably some cigarettes or something they were running. Okay. I, you don't I guess, think it's related to the film? Yeah. To, to, the point was he didn't care what was in the truck. He, gotcha. wanted, he, wanted, to, he wanted to incite a gotcha. war yeah, yeah. between fair, them both fair, of them. So gave old Carmine a closed casket, man. Whew. Sheesh. Hold him on point blank after already killing him. Yeah. Yeah. Just to disrespect his mother, basically. Exactly. Look how he massacred my boy. You can't keep doing that. That's, but it's a good impression. It's six. not. 
<laughs> it's not. Are you going to do it again, though? You don't I, need to. I did the mouth like I was going to, but I didn't. Like. Um, so, all right. So, if they indeed do go to war. So, Colombo, as you can see, is making his political moves mm-hmm. to get the Godfather commissioned in the city of New York. He's fucking up, trying to put people in his pocket. Yeah, man. That whole press ch- press tour he did at the end. Oh, my God. That's going to be bad, man. The FBI is already at this set. It's going to be bad, bro. Like, yeah. And now the first thing people are asking them is, what's the financial interest? Yeah. How, how you know, how does uh, Paramount or Gulf and Western feel about being in business with Joe Colombo? Like, They're not. Uh, and who told Joe Colombo to do this? Yeah, he, he was on, I think he was his own one. He was feeling good. The little press conference. This is why the God. bosses didn't want you in charge. <laughs> He's a little too mucho. Yeah, like, yeah. sit down, hush. Right. Yeah. Why do you want so much attention? I tell you, though, what he what he was doing with the Italian-American Civic League or uh, Civil League or whatever, Civil Rights League, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the way to get, that's the way to to to, to use your power right there, My right? My you. Huh? My dudes you. Oh no no no! I'm just saying like how he how he used Biagi, you know what I'm saying? How mm-hmm. He was, you know, he was able to sort of like use that to to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know that's the proper use of power right there. Um, I would say, <laughs> what you mean? You're not doing this? Not with doing me? this. There's one show. That, uh, listen, this is the show is my reprieve. We're not doing this. Oh my goodness! All right, all right, all right. You so, thought it was. You thought. No, I wasn't even going there. Yes, but now, you were. Now I know I'm interested kind. in going there. I know your kind. Yes, you were. <laughs> now that I know it's off limits, I want to uh, go. I know. <laughs> um, Paramount wants to sell. You know, why wouldn't they? But it's kind of sappy. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm trying to figure out, like, why would that be? Why are they so worried about that? Like, if it's successful the way that it is, what, what do they think that selling it would, you know, what is Bob Evans concerned about? They think that the sell, so it's not Bob Evans who's concerned, it's Boothorn. Bob Evans doesn't have the choice about selling it. No, no, no. Well, I'm saying, but like, why would he be so upset about them trying to sell it? Because no one buys anything to keep it the same. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, And Bob can work the way that he can work because of who currently owns it. Okay. The equity built in, the relationship built in, like that takes time to make for that trust to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you sell now because, like they said, the movie did great, and it's hit or miss at Paramount right now. Yeah. So you don't know. Stock prices up. I think they're idiots. I wonder if they sell before The Godfather. That's a great question. Prob- if they do, they're stupid. They they probably didn't, but maybe they did. Yeah, because Bob Evans wasn't an executive on Chinatown; he was just a producer. So maybe he lost his seat. Mm. you know so it's potential um which like you said would be stupid because they probably could have got double the price yeah after the godfather or there's no need to sell after that yeah like everyone's coming to you yeah that's true because i feel like paramount probably hasn't switched hands since then (laughs) oh yeah maybe maybe i don't know we've they've we've hit some low points in cinema uh i mean everyone has right yeah you know those kind of companies usually get like they just get kind of like ran through. Like, Do they? You know, they like get tossed five, around? Five, ten years in this regime. Five, ten years uh, in this okay. regime. You know? Okay. Um, yeah, man. You know, that, that big money baseball, man. And and the way they kind of broke it down is that Gulf, Gulf and Western 
with Paramount, it's just one of the assets in the portfolio. Yeah. And my little bit of knowledge, you know, research about Gulf and Western is like, uh, they did like cigars, they did like auto what? parts. Yeah. Like they were, they, they were a very like, uh, that's weird. Midwest centric sort of like business model. And then Paramount, <laughs> you know, which okay. is just like, that's weird. Uh, so they, they sold lifestyle stuff, man. I mean, I get it, but yeah. Um, uh, all right. I'm gonna tell you the scene, one of the scenes that I really liked. Of course, I'm with you on the uh, the dinner, and I can't wait till we get there. Mm-hmm. But the scene showing Gordon Willis and Francis like arguing, like about the look of it the was film. Cute. Well, it's that's just that's just one of those things that happens, man. Like the DP and director relationship. The, uh, and the DP stands for director photography, mm-hmm. but the DP and the director relationship is a very important one because like the DP is responsible for the images you see on screen. Okay. So, you know, he was, I mean, they were portraying, you know, Gordy Willis as a jerk. You know, he was like, you know, when, uh, when the Dean Tavalares, who's the, uh, production designer. So, so with, with the DP, the the pr- production design and DP work really close as well. Mm-hmm. I imagine yeah. because you know they they create the things that you see on screen, and then the you know the the production designers create the set, right? They mm-hmm. create the atmosphere that you see on screen. The DP creates the images via camera work and you know lighting and things like that. And then the director obviously you know is manipulating the actors and the way the you know the camera placement the what they call blocking mm-hmm. for the actors and stuff like that. Um, That's why he was so married to the actors of the be on their mark. Yeah. Versus with the lighting. Coppola being, they need to move around. Well, well yeah, yeah. Coppola, yeah, for sure was like, man, they got to be able to move around. He's like, no, I can't light it that way. Right. <laughs> that, that, the lighting he was trying to do just wouldn't work that way. Um, and he was very vocal about that, Gordy was. I thought it was funny when, uh, when the production designer was like, uh, Talking about building the walls at the the for the wedding scene, mm-hmm. which I had no idea those were fake walls in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he built them out of styrofoam and and like that was I can't bear to say that because when I watched the movie yesterday, uh-huh. I was like, this don't look like that house. They how much work did they do? Yep. And then watching this, I'm like, oh, they did a lot of work. They did a lot of a work. A lot of work. Yeah, and they like, cut cut a lot of costs. Like, yeah, doing things very practical. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but as soon as he said he had to build eight foot wide, eight foot high walls, and here comes a DP talking about some. Yeah, that's gonna fuck up my life. Right. Like, well, <laughs> it's gonna be all in the way. I can see he's fit to be an asshole for a good reason, though. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it's you know the ends justifies the means. The lighting sure. is almost a character in the Godfather movie. Yeah, it's definitely so a thing. It's definitely a thing. Um, like you know how to feel about a shot because and maybe that's in every movie but the godfather is just dramatic to me very like you know how to feel about a shot because mm-hmm. of how it's lit or people are standing mm-hmm. so I, I i'm glad they argued as much as they did yeah. yeah okay good perspective um and carmine's funeral did you catch the easter egg there when uh they first cut to the funeral no with the 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 photographer taking the picture and the gangster taking the the camera and throwing it on the ground no yeah, i didn't yeah. catch that like the wedding yeah exactly yeah. like the wedding like sunny so right so they are uh like you know like we pointed out the last two episodes Small just knots. stitching in these yeah 
these Easter eggs in here all over the place. Um, I think Ruddy's a stand-up dude for showing up to Carmine's funeral like that, right? Absolutely. What's the quote that he said? He said, nobody should be invited. To a funeral, but everybody should come. Everybody should come. That's a hard I'm going to carry right that with me. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I think Ruddy is doing right by lies. People even down to, dude, all of you can't have the same social. Like, wild. So. Like, but stuff like that, he's like, all right, look, we, we found a good groove. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. That's what I got to do. Fine. The FBI comes. You don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. You get pinched. You keep your fucking mouth shut. You don't say nothing. <laughs> don't What's say that from? Is that from Goodfellas? Yes. Yeah. Um, but the FBI comes like, hey, guys, I don't, I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. I gave him a job. I want, I want to see the kid do well. Right. Basically. And then fucking, what's, what's the boy's last name? Which one? Columbo? There you go. Oh, okay. Goes on fucking national television. Yeah. Just, hey, we're best friends. We're best friends. <laughs> like, hello? Yeah, idiot. Um, no, Ready, you can't hate him. It, no, you can't. You can't. Mm. Even with the what feels like slimy shit he does, mm. you do realize it ain't personal. Yeah, it's for like, the picture. Yeah. Yeah. The only person probably means that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I believe Francis means that too. You know, it, it, it's, it makes... All right. We might as well just go and jump into the dinner scene for real because there's so much to digest there. Uh, you see in that moment why he was fighting for the things he was fighting yeah. for. Everybody just. Well, Damn, nobody sat down until Marlon Brando sat down. Oh my God. Bro. And that was just the beginning. Like no one said anything. Francis said, everybody eat. Right. And they all looked at him like, can we eat? Right. He sat down there. I said, okay. "They look." And then his wife yeah, sat down. Across, right across from him, and then and then and then the kids lined up in order of age, right, and importance. It took me a second to remember, like, because I was like, "Damn, who was that? That was next to Sonny." I was thinking it was Fredo. I was like, "I don't fucking like Fredo." Tom Hagen. Mm -hmm. It took me a second. I don't really like the casting of Fredo so far. No, not a fan. And and I'm especially upset because of the conversation that we had last episode about John Cazal. Yeah, and how and how like pretty much his filmography is like Kendrick's uh, discography, yeah, like it's phenomenal. flawless. Yeah, right. Um, Down to Connie serving the food and him saying, "Serve your mother first. Right. Serve your mother first. That was hard. Like, that but that hard. spoke to the dawn though. Like yeah. again, because watching the movie, I was looking for those parts because I, I remember him being a completely different husband than Michael was. Oh yeah, but. It's the little stuff like when they're dancing at the wedding, mm -hmm. him looking for her, mm -hmm. him getting almost approval. Like, Michael's not here. Mm -hmm. We're not taking the picture, right? right? And then she nods. And then he says, we're not taking the picture until Michael gets here and right. walks away. It's stuff that you'd miss. You think that it's just him making these decisions. Right. But if she is around, he looks at her mm -hmm. when making a decision. Mm. I mean, not about like business, of course, but like family stuff. Right. He li literally he looks towards her before he says whatever the decision is. Right, that's that, that's fly. I mean that that's some great respect. To, you know to give to, to give to your wife for sure. You know you let her lead the family. You yeah, know what I mean in that way. Um, and they all just fell into it like no one said anything. Man, it was just all right. The, the we're we're the Corleone family right now. Right, Papa's eating. Papa's eating. Did you know Connie is? Francis Ford Coppola's sister in real life, right? Talia Shire. Connie in the actual movie or Connie here? Who's Connie here? I don't know. No, uh, The woman Con playing Connie in the movie, The Godfather. Yeah, the actual Connie. 
I feel like we talked about that. Yeah, the Godfather. Yeah, Yeah. that's the the one that plays Adrian in in Rocky. Adrian. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's Francis Ford Coppola's sister in real life. Yeah, I don't like looking at her. Really? I was watching that movie. I'm like, she is annoying. (laughs) Okay, okay. Down to the and domestic violence is not funny. But she was very pregnant, and when he was whipping her ass when she was pregnant. Because he came home late from one of his horses. Now clean it up! Clean it up! <laughs> You're right. <laughs> See her face in your head as she's screaming like that. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, please stop. Uh, it's, I hope they... I hope it's they my kind, fault. It's my... It's, shut up. I hope they kind of show that here when they get to the filming. Because that scene... They did that scene because the executives, you know, I guess they were watching dailies or watching, you know, the, the progression of the film. And they were like, there's not enough violence in it. So, like, they wanted, like, more violence. Because, you know, Godfather's a very just long, drawn-out drama. And then they also did agree, though, with the Italians that we're not going to, okay. And the husband's not an Italian. Right. There yeah. you go. So so they uh, they kind of, uh, no, I think the husband is. Carlo, yeah, he's Italian. Carlo's not Italian. He's not? Nope. What is he, like, Irish or something? I think so, because he called her an Italian slur. Oh, right, right, right. That's true. Yeah. See. Anyway. Yeah. But um. Yeah. The, so that's how that scene came about. At least that's the folklore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wonder if they're going to address that on the yeah. show. But yeah, it's because like the I, and I'm guessing it was probably Bob Evans saw it and was feeling like probably there's not enough movement. Like stir this shit up. Yeah. You know, and 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 which it, sets up his death. So I mean, it's not. Yeah. Too. It's smart. Yeah. It's a smart pick. But th- th- that was so dope, even how, like, Carlo kind of, like, he made himself unlikable at that table. Yeah. You know, like. Because they needed to hate him viscerally to yeah. be able to act that out. Right. Being able, being willing to take that. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's also really cool about actors that, because I've heard about them building the chemistry before. Like, you kind of expect it, I guess. But mm-hmm. I forget who, I think I was watching it, Michael B. Jordan, maybe. Okay. Who purposely made himself unlikable. To the cast of Black Panther. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, Like he was a dick on purpose. He separated himself. He didn't talk to anybody. Right. So that the separation would be organic. Right. It's just, it must be a lot to take that on though. It's, it's the, it's a big sacrifice. I think playing yeah. a villain, pl- playing like a, a real villain in a film mm-hmm. and especially one that's like maybe like really close to reality mm-hmm. you know it, it's probably a big underpinning you know what i'm you know what i'm saying because it, you do have to yeah you know you and and i think also too that's probably a, a preference maybe that's not a necessity for every mm-hmm. character but you got people that like are you know they they take the um what do they call method it like acting. the method acting yeah. approach uh, and they go for it you know and a, and a lot of the greats they say are, are like that. You I hear know? that shit's dangerous though. <clears throat> yeah, something it may be hard to recover from it sometimes, yeah. or you know, it may it stains your, it may stain your, um, it may stain like your, your reputation. Your reputation, yeah. man. Uh, shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff, man. Jeff tells a great story about uh, how when Will was playing Ali, how he like he did everything as Ali the entire time. Like he would call him up. You know, all times of the night and shit, and but 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 not talk like Will. We talking like Muhammad Ali. So yeah, now Jeff That's has a really crazy. good story about that. Like that that brother Will is committed to them roles he plays. You know, but that, it probably gets annoying though, because you just like imagine that you pick up the phone, and you're like, "What's up, Will?" 
this ain't Will, nigga. You know, whatever. I have <laughs> a friend like... who named Oscar, mm-hmm. Oscar Gary, um, who is an actor. He just recently got his, the biggest role he's had in NCIS. Very proud of him. Mm-hmm. I nice. am not excited for when he starts like acting, acting. Okay. Because he has decided that he wants to be a method actor. Got it. Don't ever call me. I know you're listening to this. Don't ever call me in character. <laughs> if you're acting for nine months and you have to be somebody else for nine months, I simply you better text me <laughs> for nine months. I'm not doing it. Shout out to Oscar. Oscar Gary, look him up. Yeah, that's fun. Oscar Gary, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm a check on him. I'm checking on the young man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, no, that's 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 dope. Imagine imagine getting a call from Heath Ledger when he was playing Joker. Terrifying. Don't do probably, it. He probably absolutely not. You. Absolutely not. Yeah. If it kills him. Yeah. I imagine what it would do. No, right. I don't want that that sound in my head. That's right. crazy. He did that way too well. Yeah, he from from what I understand, he was watching a lot of like Sid Vicious and the Sex Pistols. Yeah, and he was kind of just you know jumping into that sort of thing. Um, was, all right. So what else did we like about that dinner scene? Like, you know, I loved watching Coppola's reaction to everything. He was like, "Holy shit, it's happening!" It's happening. It's happening. It's he was happening. getting into it. He's like, oh shit. You know, like I was interested in seeing Michael and Kay mm-hmm. and seeing how that came together. I'm glad they chose someone more visually appealing than Diane Keaton. Oh um, wow. She looked pretty similar to me. Yeah, but what? the women in The Godfather uh-huh. say a lot about the beauty standards of whatever year it was supposed to be. Hold on, let's put a pause on that because Apollonia was fine. Now wait. Apollonia Apolusi. was bad. A- absolutely. But also Italian <laughs> women. Ain't no slouch. Sicilian yeah, women ain't no slouch. Fact. That's a fact. I might even say Italian. Sicilian women specifically. Yeah. Ain't no slouch. Okay. Um, and I'm saying that. Right. It's just sort of like that South European. Yeah. All of that, like French, like all like yeah. all along that. Slavic that, women even most often. Um Slavic is more northern, I think, right? No, I'm just saying. Oh uh, okay. of a it's kind of hit or miss with Who the would I consider? Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You man. got real fine Russians and then. The, the, the further South France you go, like Toulouse and all of that, like that's where you get cracking. Because you yeah. got like the French, because you got to figure Europe, like like Toulouse specifically, they right? They're closer or to like, being black, that's why. Yeah, because it's really, it's like the, the bottom of Europe, which is like. It's the top of Africa. The, the top of Africa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very. It's, Sicily, it's, you can see. Like you can just see Egypt uh, right there. That's I'm why like, it's crazy. It's like, how do y'all not like black people? <laughs> like y'all because are so it's close to them. Because it's harder to make the distinction, so they have to be harder on them to mm. make the distinction. Mm. I feel like that's the psychology behind that. Okay. You are too close to say you're not it, so you have to prove that you're. It's like how a lot of how there exists certain communities of Hispanic people mm-hmm. who do that to us, okay. or Asian people. You you feel the need to because you are not as far to the white as you could be, mm-hmm. you have to make the divide bigger by being racist. Interesting. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a lot. Because <laughs> a Sicilian person, Sicilian person ain't nothing but a real light black person. I ain't gonna hold you or yeah, hold you. Yeah. Like, they, you I know, can see you. They got the swag with it. They got the. I can see you. I can see your lips. Yeah. I can see your nose. Like, I can see your brows. Yeah, exactly, You got cheekbones man. like us. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I, but, no, thanks for clarifying that because I never. Yeah, never but, really understood it. I mean, I'm sure it's a historical thing, but yeah. But if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm not gonna say it. I don't know for sure. Um, about how Sicily and why it became what it is and why everyone there is so dark. Okay. I feel like it was a place where that was on purpose, but I don't know for real. So I'm not gonna okay. call out what I know about it. But got it. 
watching Michael and Kay together, mm-hmm. even down to the, oh, I, I should help Connie, which is what Kay would have done. Mm-hmm. Little loser. Like, <laughs> right, right. She was a doof. I didn't realize he was gone for two years and she was like, oh, I love you. Doofus. No, it, it wasn't like, she didn't, she kind of was, say she was jarred by him coming back, but he kind of forced himself. Dude, not her. even that. You yeah. come back and you told me it's been a year at the end of our conversation, or even back for a year. Yeah. And they say nothing. <laughs> What's another year? I bid thee adieu. Like, no, Kay was sappy. And, but I think we talked about it, you were right. Kay, I did realize in watching it, the issue with their relationship was that Kay was not Italian. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't that she was a bad person or not even fit for him. It was, you don't know when to shut up. Yeah, you just don't understand the culture. And, and, you know, and and it's just very important. It's a very simple subtext. And and it's funny because I always thought Carla was Italian. But you telling me he's not kind of kind of opens up my eyes to that too. You know, like ah, oh, you had a, you know what I'm saying, a man that kind of bought this into the culture. Because I'd always, you know, and I, I hope this is not, you know, triggering anybody or making anybody feel a certain way. But I, it 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 always did kind of seem like they portrayed Italian men to be ultra dominant and like you know if they didn't smack their wife they were on the verge of giving them a fresh one or whatever they called it you know what i'm saying so i always assumed carlo was it and then the name carlo you know that's that's like sort of spanish-esque remember in the beginning he um he said he's not italian he's not italian he's a nice guy my daughter's getting married not italian but a nice guy oh shit I, i missed that line yeah that's crazy. And then when they were fighting during the scene yeah. about cleaning up, yeah. he called her a G word. G- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I didn't even put two and two together. But yeah, yeah no, now now it makes sense. Yeah. You know, it, it makes sense why he wasn't on code. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that's a, I think, again, I think that is a purposeful subtext just in The Godfather in general, like how, how the, the culture how the culture sort of gets invaded and um perverted yeah and perverted you know and it, and and it happens all in in a lot of people's cultures because know. people see that i think because we have to realize it gang culture mafia culture it's a real thing so mm-hmm. i think a lot of times people see that and assume that you can behave that way mm-hmm. because of that not realizing that most gangster people you know who are real ones mm-hmm. have a reverence for their family they will not cross right that is the one thing you simply cannot play with. Mm. So it, it ain't going to be a whole bunch of beating on nobody we in love with or mm. stuff like that. But all you see on the outside is violence. Mm. So you think it's welcome everywhere, mm. which is which is interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. And and that also explains, you know, like Tom Hagen gets lost in all of this, right? Because he was pretty much the adopted son. Mm-hmm. He was He was Irish and he was homeless and Sonny bought him into the family. Yep. And but that's why he could never be in line for the Don. Right. Because he was Irish. Um or at least half half Irish and half Italian or something like that. He just, he wasn't full blooded Sicilian. Right. So um and and I I'm trying to remember, did they say this in The Godfather or was it somewhere else where it's like they had to be able to trace your roots back to the old country? So I think in the second one from. they said it. Okay. Yeah. So they know where you come from. Yeah. Um But so, again, yeah. trying to get back to it. The interaction with Michael and Kate, Mm -hmm. it was even setting up, like you said, for that. Like, he was trying to tell her, no, just sit here. Mm -hmm. Like, no, relax. Yeah. Um, You can do this better, but the quietness in which he introduced, hey, I might kill you. Oh, my God. (laughs) But but, but Carlo responded to it. Right. Uh, Like, that, like, he respected it. Right. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, Pacino, yeah. Because that's who Michael Corleone is. Right. He was like, hey, let, let me appeal to your senses. Right. Corleone means heart of a lion. Uh-huh. Don't advertise that you are the slowest one in the herd. Right, right. And everybody just shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> because what he just said was, I'll kill you. I will kill you. <laughs> like, like I'm, I may be the youngest, but don't get it twisted. I am a lion. I will kill you. <laughs> and That's, we all know how that ended. We all know how yeah. that ended. What, what did Michael say? He said, and I'm going to ask you again, but this time don't lie to me. Was it Barzini or Tatalia that approached you? It was Barzini. Dude, you're... You don't have Barcini. to. You don't have to do the imitation. You can just stay on. <laughs> it's funner. It's funner. I feel funner, funner when I do it. Funner. funner, more fun. Okay, more fun. Um, but no, like just these people, the people acting in the show are mm-hmm. even translating the people they're supposed. The this is Inception. Mm-hmm. They're translating mm-hmm. the characters that they're portraying really well, and it does feel like I watched the chemistry of the Godfather happen. Right. It was really cool. Yeah, it was. It was. And and I, I hope I hope the way that it was portrayed here is I'm I sure it's some a, truth to that. Oh yeah, God, I think so there's cool. a mash it's probably a mashup. Yeah. You know, like where it's something like this actually happened. It may just not have been in this setting. Yeah. You know, but yeah, no, the way they did it was very efficient. Oh God, it was so good. Um, I watched I've rewound that part. Oh wow. I did. I was like, that was really cool. Because you knew what was happening. Right. Like it was very blatantly obvious, like it wasn't a secret, but it was like Y'all are doing this really well, though. Right. Like, I wonder if y'all did this for this show. Right. Oh, that's a great point. Because y'all did this really, really well. Right. That's a and good- And Puzo Nor- Co- Pronounce his, Francis' last name. I say Coppola. Coppola. Yeah. Puzo Nor Coppola wrote this show. Right. So, did y'all do that? That's dope. You're right. That's dope. Because that was crazy. That was very it good. It was really, really good. The only thing that would have made that better- is if Puzo got a chance to see that. Like, can you imagine being the person he that would have like, wept? Wrote, oh my God. He would have He's such a putz. He would have wept. Like I would have been I would have paid anything to been sitting next to Mario Puzo when he when he saw the very first cut of The Godfather. <sighs> because like knowing and we only got a taste of what he went through to get to this book. You know, with the stuff he was he dealing with. He almost lost his mob. life. Right. We only have a taste of it. So for him to take this work, it gets developed on screen and played by like his these, favorite. Oh my God. Because he wrote a letter to him. To Marlon Brando. Man, he probably he was probably on Cloud Nine for the whole year. Yeah, better had never left his wife, you understand me? Yeah. I, I looked into that too, man. Erica died. Um oh. Erica died, I think, in the seventies. Really? Yeah, not too far, not too far after The Godfather. I think yeah. she passed away, and and Puzo and indeed does have kids. I think he has five kids. Okay, uh, and then he ended up remarrying in the eighties, I believe, and then he was with that lady until he passed away. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure it was it was hard, but he wrote a book to literally save his life. Yeah, in a hope to gain six thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and it turned out to be one of the one His of Paramount's. <laughs> yeah, one of you know, and he wrote so many other. I think he wrote so many other spinoffs from that because it was so successful, like yeah. The Sicilian, The Last Dawn. Like he wrote a couple of books that were kind of in that series. Um, but yeah, I would have paid. I would have paid good money to be sitting next to him 
at the premiere or whenever because he because I don't think he was on set for any of this stuff. Okay. You know, um, that's that was kind of like the separation of church and state that I they they held pretty close back in these days, which is the writer can't be on set. Yeah, the okay. writer of the source material cannot be. Is that still a thing? I, from what I understand, yeah, I, I think it's frowned upon because these people are way too close to their yeah. material. But what happens now is that like a lot of these writers become EPs or or producers on these projects. So, y- you know, y- that's why we get such shitty movies now. They kind of well, they could yeah, that could be like like the J.K. Rowling Rowling or whatever. I think mm-hmm. you know she. I think she, you know she plays a huge part in this Harry Potter and the um, Harry Potter was fired though. and the um. She can stay. What's the what's the series that's on now? Like that's the app, like the with the Dumbledore or whatever the name is, like the extraordinary Fantastic Be- Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. like like that whole series. I think she's even way more hands on with that. that she stuff. can stay though. Okay. She's she can stay. Got it. Um, but everybody else apparently is trapped. I was thinking and this is complete sidebar. But I was looking Paramount has some heat on it. Mm-hmm. Like heat. Anything you loved about MTV, by the way, is on Paramount. Oh. Down to Yo MTV raps. Get the fudge out of here. I swear. Shut the front door. Wow. Yo MTV raps is on. <laughs> oh, um, I gotta Paramount. see it. Yo, skills, if you hear this, man, Yo MTV raps yeah. on, on Paramount Plus. Yeah. I got the login if you need it, Playboy. Um, they have True Life, the True Life series. Mm. All the stuff you love, but they got the first season of Real World. I believe so. Actually, yes. Oh shit. Um, like Coral season, all that good stuff. Mm. But people don't make rom coms anymore. Everything is about the world ending. It's a documentary about the world ending or drugs or some kind of trauma. No, give me two doofs in love who can't get it right, but tell the story well, please. Where, where's, I want a movie like One Fine Day. Never seen One Fine Day. George Clooney, Michelle Pfeiffer, Chef's Kiss, right? I didn't like, even know they had one together. It's really, really good. Okay. I want a First Wives Club. Don't okay. remake the first Wives Club. Right. Just make another movie. Right, 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 right. And everything's a remake now. Like, I just, I want good, wholesome girls' night rom-coms back. I got you. And everyone just hates love. Where where do you sit with When Harry Met Sally? Have you ever seen it? No. That's a good one. No, I, I did date a guy once who, that was his favorite movie. Okay. Yeah. But never watched it, though. Never watched it. No, Dang, okay, I couldn't mean... watch it with him. Why? I mean, it was on. Okay. No, that's a good we one. We were dating, it's, and it was his favorite movie. It, 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 it makes my heart smile every time I watch that movie. He, it, if, if you asked him to describe love, that's what he would bring up. When Harry met Sally? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Meanwhile, huh? I bring up right Dwayne Wayne and, <laughs> and Whitley, but and Whitley. his thing was yeah. when Harry met Sally. Like, he, he ain't bring up Love Jones or nothing like that. Man. My favorite movie in the whole planet mm-hmm. is Love Jones. Right? Really? My, I don't care what you think of it. If I had to save one movie, mm-hmm. it'd be Love Jones. If you wanted to know what I was looking for out of love, it would be the toxicity, but the beauty of that Love is Jones. Love Jones, right? Wow. I have never dated a man who actually appreciates that movie. Every single one has hated the fucking movie. Wow. And that probably explains why I'm not with any of them. Oh, interesting. But I mean, but that that kind of narrows the bar too. Like you just got to find the guy that likes Twitter, do your thing. Oh, God, no. You know what I'm saying? Twitter, like, do nothing. <laughs> Twitter, do <laughs> Do your, do your same Twitter. Do nothing. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, no, it kind of narrows the bar. You're just looking for a guy that likes Love Jones. I mean, that's no, pretty No, I'm looking for someone easy. to respect the fact that I like Love Jones. You don't have to like what I like. Okay. You have to not talk shit about the things that I like. Got it. 
right? Do I, did I like Harry Met Sally? It seemed doofy. Yeah. Did I say that? No. Got it. No. I get it. You were respectful with it. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine respecting the differences in your partner. Yeah, that's a tough one. We're not doing that today. That's a tough one. Imagine. That's a tough one. It depends on how they handle that difference, man, because sometimes they be insecure about the difference or they be like very like- Married to it. Yeah, married to the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You're right. But I just, I say all that to say, I just want rom-coms back. Because I was looking for something to watch that's new. It was like, all this is so heavy. I don't want- any drama in it. I don't want any conflict. I just want a movie about two deuce in love. Yo, I got one for you, man. Um, I think it's... Ah, shit. See? I think the name of it is called Love Story. But it's, it's a... It's dramatic. The one that just came out with the... With, with uh, uh, the guy, Chidi, from A Good Place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is that man's name? It's something, William Jefferson Harper or something like that? Kofi Sorobi is who I'm thinking of. Oh, hell no. This is way too different. That, I'm thinking, you think that that's the dude from um, Queen Sugar? Yeah, but he was recently in a, a movie that had the word love in it too. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I, forget, I forget the name of that. It looked like it was pretty good. The one that I'm talking about, it's an HBO show. It's like an eight episode joint. Okay. It's season two. I think it's called Love Story. Love story. I've seen season it. Season two. It's peaceful. It's just two doofs in love. Nah, it's not. It's not See? peaceful. It, it gets a little. It gets a little dramatic. See? But but I don't want struggle a, love. I just want two doofs <laughs> in love, love who can't get. Give me another five hundred days of summer. Okay. Two doofs in love who saying. cannot get it right. I see what you're saying. There's nothing super dramatic happening except they can't get it right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You should watch Don John. Okay. Um, that's another one with um Joseph Gordon Levitt. Where does that stream? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Probably on Netflix or something. Okay. I'm sure it's on one of them. Okay. Don John's a good one, and and Joseph Gordon Levitt actually directed that too. So he was the guy that was in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He um, that's another one with him. Yeah, I I get your point though. I get your point. If they're out there, they're not advertised as heavy. People just don't want to write love stories. Everything has to be about trauma. Yeah. Like, cut it out. That's where we're at, man. Enough. Yeah. I know you ain't listened to that Kendrick album yet, did you? I did. <laughs> you don't like that? Was it John with him and Taylor Page? <laughs> Everybody be saying stressing fuck them you, out. Fuck you, bitch. No, yeah. fuck you, nigga. No. Yo, she killed that joint, bro. She did very well, but my God. Yeah, it was a lot. And I saw too many of y'all relating to that. I want y'all to leave. Yeah. There is no therapist going to fix that. If that is what you hear in your home. Yeah. I saw people tweeting that it was so close they started crying because they remember or they experience it. Oh, like it triggered them? I want you to leave. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, but you need to leave. Mm. That's crazy. A little too mucho for me. A little too much. Yeah, like A little too mucho for me. Uh, I mean, but I, I've, I've borderline been there. Uh, no, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm not the guy that like is gonna argue to death and then try to be afterwards. Like I'm not in that space. <laughs> if we arguing, it's game time. Like I'm not thinking about no nothing after that. Luckily, all my arguments be arguments light. So normally, after argument, uh, come here. What you wanna eat? Okay, yeah, my Jones don't be no argument light. Mm-hmm. My Jones don't be the main event. No, <laughs> it just don't end that way. I think I've had one. Not I think I've had one really bad relationship. Okay, and even. Th- and he was abusive. We ain't even argue like that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I just can't. Yeah, no, that was way too much. I've I've never been in no situation like that. 
I just don't do much arguing, period. Yeah. Believe it or not. Like I even then be like, look, what you what we doing? We right. gonna fight or no? <laughs> right, right, right. You ever had to fight one of your one of your men? Um, I don't know if I won, but I had to fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Dang. Okay. I got my lick back though, don't worry. You got your lick back? Yeah, don't that ain't true. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't worried, Six. Mm-mm. I figured you had it under control. I got it from somewhere. My daddy crazy. <laughs> um let's see. I mean, this episode is kind of straightforward, man. We got to talk about what this Colombo dude just fucked up. I mean, he... He, he has made it very difficult. He, you know what he probably is... You know what that's probably going to do? That's probably Sick the FBI on them? That part, for sure. Well, Looking into their finances and Paramount is trying to sell. That's the part that's probably going to help. Like, nobody buying Paramount. Because that's how they're setting it up. Like, they don't want the viewer to want Paramount to be sold or bought, right? Yeah, but I also don't want anyone to go to jail. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I mean, because there's nothing happening, right? Like, yes, they're on the payroll, but they're on the payroll doing... It's an actual job, right? It's not like they're running drugs. It's not like they're... So, you know, the, the you it can wear... It just looks really bad, though. It does. And they already have enough issues. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, but we know just by happenstance that it, it turned out fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know. You know it's the, another reason that I can watch this show in such peace. Yeah. I know what happens at the end. Right, right, right. There's an amazing movie that I love. That's very true. <laughs> Everybody lived. Nobody went to jail. Mm. Like, this is comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, she's referring to uh, we do we own the city as well. Jesus uh, God, as a side, you know, uh, um, had, we're doing it simultaneously. Yeah, and those conversations get really, really, really heavy. So, God, so that's what that's what Six is referring to. And y'all gonna stop calling me Six Bayless as well. Six Bayless, like, y'all gonna stop. <laughs> I love it. It's yo. funny how I am the person that's misogyny for you. Yeah. Yes, I'm pulling the misogyny card. Does Ooh, it apply? Probably not. Spell it though. Yeah, you think I, I can't spell misogyny? Yeah, I mean, is that you might fuck, you might fuck up the I and the Y? I just no. want to know. M I S O G Y N Y misogyny. Okay, that's fine. Want me to use it in a sentence? No, no, no. I get like it. You already, you already did. You already did. Would you like the origin of the word? No, oh, okay. no, I'm good. Actually, you know what? I would like the origin of the word. I don't know. Ah, uh, see, look, I don't look, know. Look, I call. I just pulled your yeah, B-L-U-F-F. You I just pulled your bluff. And I just said, all right, I don't know. <laughs> um, but. Like that, right? Six They're going to tell me that I'm being argumentative uh, after listening to you say that. I can't argue with them. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow or another, you were to blame for that whole sidebar. You see what I'm saying? Uh, like, people are telling me, oh, you, you have to love arguing. It's not just the one person who said it t- today, yeah. maybe yesterday. But people are like, oh, the, you have to like arguing. I really don't. Like I said today, I've been conditioned. Right. I have to. Everyone I love, everyone I deem intelligent in my life mm-hmm. communicates like treasy. <laughs> With argument. Yeah. And I was telling him <laughs> earlier, like, in their mind, in y'all mind, you're not arguing. Right. That's a that's a fact. You're just, this is how you get to the root of things. Instead yeah. of just saying, hey, how'd you get there? Yeah. It becomes, ain't no way you can be there. That don't make no fucking sense. And I'm like, you could just say, hey, yeah. how'd you get there? And I would tell you. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me how you got there. And then we just like talk about it. But none of you. <laughs> that's not how it never even cross our mind. <laughs> because God forbid someone don't agree with y'all. Yeah. It's okay to not agree with you as long as I explain it in detail. Yeah. Like give a thesis about why I don't think how you think. Whereas me, it's like, hey, I think this. 
you're like, hey, I think this. And I'm going to go, oh, okay. <laughs> that just feels boring, sis. <laughs> That feels you know very, how peaceful that is? That though? feels very boring, man. Do you know how peaceful that is? <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. And then when I want to know more about it, I'm going to say, oh, how'd you get there? How'd you get there? Because I think right. A, B, and C, so how'd you get there? Right. And I might even say a little sassy, mm. but I'm not going to. But it's okay that you don't agree with me. Right. Everyone I love is most often smarter than I am, which okay. is on purpose. That's fly. Um, so y'all have this thing where you just refuse to believe that what your initial thought couldn't be right. Like, couldn't what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you don't think how I feel? What do you mean? What do you mean that you don't agree with this? Or y'all love the thing where it's about, hey, I just feel this. I don't really need logic for it. I just Who? Gotta, Who does that? I'm just saying y'all as a, I'm speaking to the whole people. Look at me getting, look, uh-huh. look at me getting a rise. And look, I ain't going to say nothing because hit <laughs> <laughs> dogs do what? Look at God. No, I don't be emotional and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't be on some, I nah, feel nah. like. No, I'm saying that I do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. I do this thing where it's like, hey, I just like, I was having a conversation with someone mm-hmm. about Spike Lee movies and I was like, I just don't like him, so I don't watch them for real. Right. I mean, you there's. Don't, you don't like Spike? Like as a person? Or you don't like As a movies? reputation. Oh, okay. What's as a rep- reputation. What's his reputation? Um, I'm going to be honest. I took what happened with that movie about Chicago and got real upset about it and just kind of never forgiven him for it. Oh, okay. Um, got it. All right. So, and someone was asking me, well, why do you feel that way? What's going on? I'm like, I just don't like him. Mm. Well, you have to have a reason. No, I don't. <laughs> mm. I just don't like him. That blows y'all's brains. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you feel that way? It's a feeling. I don't have to justify it. I just don't. Right. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I'm not making decisions based off of it. I just feel that way. Yeah, like, I get it. That blows y'all's mind. I get it. As for me, it's like, no, but, I just... it, but if, a, if, if a dude said that, like, I don't, you know, I don't like such a, like, say they were talking about somebody that, that was like one of your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like Shorty. You're like, how come? Well, I don't know, man. She just be, I don't know. I just don't like her vibe. I would say, okay. You'd be cool with that? Yes. Interesting. First of all, men that I'm dating, hmm. I don't want to meet, I tweeted the other day, I don't want to meet my friends, partners, until mm-hmm. they've been together for a year. Okay. I don't even know your name until then. Right. You, you're not real. Got it. They will meet my partner mm-hmm. when I'm pregnant or engaged. Uh, okay. So if my friends have met my boyfriend, uh-huh. I either lived with him or it was on accident. Got it. What you mean it for? I like separation of church and state. Yeah, I agree. I we agree. might get together on, you know, my birthday, big holidays, but... I'm not a person who needs my partner. I need them to get along. Yeah. Right? Of course, like be cordial. But I don't care if y'all my friends. Got it. I mean, <laughs> no, that you know, that's your that's your preference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sense. I'm not one of those who I don't want big group vacations all like I don't I mean I I would love it. Right. But I'm not gonna push for it. Got so it. if he was like, Hey, I don't really bang with your girl, okay. Mm. Did she do something to you? Like you have a fight, like you see something like I don't like her vibe. Mm. Okay. Dang, you wouldn't you wouldn't question no further. Unless it unless he's like, hey, I don't like her you being around her. Right. That's a different conversation then. I don't like her. Uh, if you telling me, hey, I don't want you kicking it with her no more. Mm-hmm. You have to have a reason for that. But oh, dang, he can't just feel a certain way. And asking me not to be friends with somebody? Mm-hmm. Nah. But if you're saying, hey, I don't really like her. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ain't no conversation needed for that. You ain't right. gonna like her. <laughs> I won't bring her around you no more. Okay, cool. Right. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I told you, I don't. I don't. Easy rider. I, I really am, bro. Uh-huh. But what that breeds is the things that I am married to. Mm-hmm. I'm uncompromising about, and that's something I have to work on. Uh-huh. It's very easy to make me happy. Okay. And I know that. So if you can't meet that, 
I can't understand why you can't meet that because the bar is on the ground. <laughs> the bar is like, on the ground. And once, well, once you get into a relationship with me, right? Right, like, right. Get, jumping over the first bar is the hard part. It's the hard one. But that second bar, like... Just get lower. It's eye it's level, bro. Gradient. Like, just you just got to stay now. Got it's it. like getting a government job. You have to almost murder someone to get fired. To get fired. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so right. I can't understand what it's like. Just answer your phone. Hmm. Oh, just, see, nah, I see. I, <laughs> you see? I mean, but like, you know, sometimes... I, or I, tell me why you can't answer the phone. I know for me, sometimes I get really serious phone anxiety. Like, you know, like in my, in my early college years, you know, I was up to, up to my neck in debt and like bill collectors. Uh, So like, like it, and it happens even to this day. Like I, you know, I don't have any bill collectors calling me for any past due bills at all. Bless God. But yeah, you know, I had to work hard to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, but like, even now that I'm there, I went through like 10 years of it. So like a phone ringing. Stops my heart now. I'm like that about emails. Really? I hate having a bunch of emails. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, who's in here asking me for money? Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's like an anxiety attached to it, man. So I, I do try to avoid, like I keep my cell phone on vibrate all the time. It never rings. It, I mean, my phone never rings either. Yeah. But, but like that's specifically because like a ringing phone will send yeah. me through the fucking roof. Yeah. I might have that too there. I, yeah. My phone make a noise. What the fuck is this shit? Exactly. <laughs> like, and, and, and and I'm good for like, I just don't feel like talking right now. You know, there's, there's you some can people... say that to me though. And I don't get mad. Like oh, you can say, hey, I, you can even say, I don't feel like talking to you right now. Because uh-huh. I understand sometimes talking to your partner is a huge lift. And uh-huh. I had to learn. You can say it to me now. Yeah. I had to learn that. Okay. Um, I had to learn that my partner is allowed to not want to talk to me specifically and that doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. it's just sometimes your partner can, it's like yes i'm tweeting and not answering your phone call because okay. tweeting takes no emotional intelligence like i just say things and right. to have a conversation is an investment right so same thing with like hey i don't i don't have girlfriend conversation right now you can say that and i'm like got it all right you good all right cool Later. got it that yeah. took some growth, though. That took a lot of... I can see that. Yeah. I understand it, like, because I get long-winded on the phone. If I, like, talk to you, like, I'll fuck around. It'll be, you know, a lot of people... Shout out to Grunge Gallardo. Anytime he called me, <laughs> it's a two-hour conversation. So if he don't pick up my phone call, I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, God, I don't got two hours to spend with this nigga. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, now, but, my friends who are like that, I'm good for that. Right. Like, hey, you good? I'll text them. Mm-hmm. If you need time, are you okay? I'm kind of busy. Are you okay? mm but also, my friends know they can call me and do that because I have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if you call me with two hours of conversation, as long as you're okay with me doing stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Okay, you seem to talk. Go ahead. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, the phone's a tricky place. But so if I don't answer the phone and somebody has a problem with that, that's going. That's not going to end too well. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying in general, like this, it doesn't take a lot. So if you can't meet that, yeah. I'm uncompromising about it. Because what the fuck? Because it's not. It's it's a, n- it's a no standard. I- Maybe you should raise your standard. You know how sometimes no, no, they the, say like, the standard was get, now getting there is the hard part. Don't right, get me right. wrong. Oh, okay, okay. You will right. go through a ringer. It's like USA Jobs. Okay. You understand? Know like <laughs> getting the job. Okay. Like, do these people even actually hire? Right. You'll be wondering, right. does this person even hire? Like, is this position real? Right. Right. You're, it's going to take six to eight months to get through. Mm-hmm. But once you're in, you in. Like the government, you have to murder someone almost. To get fired. To get fired. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. And maybe I'll... that's backwards, right? Maybe that's why I go through so much. I'm like, oh, it took all that just to get in here. Maybe I need to. Because <laughs> right. my best friend tells me all the time, he's like, you're way too nice to people you're dating. Wow. I'm like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, niggas don't like that. 
Wow. I'm like, I don't believe you. Niggas don't like nice women? They don't like not being challenged all the time. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have a challenge for everything. Like, some stuff just is, know. and that's okay. I push back on that. Thank you. Because I'm like, I don't believe that men don't want peace deep down in their soul. I yeah, feel like y'all sure. do. Yeah. Now, but I've heard from several men, now we like a little touch of chaos every now and then. I don't nah. have no chaos for you. I'm going to be honest. I'm not I'm not a fan of chaos. I I, I am a fan. Like, y'all like spice. I don't have a bunch of it. Like I like <laughs> I like passionate conversations about, like... A specific topic. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... let's argue about music. Let's argue about whatever. Yeah. Like, there's some stuff I'm cool with arguing about, like, mm-hmm. but it's not real. Right. Like, sure, we can argue about whether Confessions or My Life is the best R&B album of all time. Let's argue. I've argued about that one time for two hours. Those are the two that are in... My Life, Mary J. Lodge, and Confessions. It in... came out of a bracket that already existed. Those are the best two R&B albums of all time? Not all time. Of, okay. um, I think, since the 80s. But it was a bracket. Okay, it's a bracket. Yeah, Got we it. didn't just arbitrarily pick them. Got it. Because I, like, I wouldn't have picked either of those. Right. Um, two hours arguing. I wonder why. It means nothing. It means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Right, but it was fun. It was yeah, it was fun. fun. You got to fun. learn a lot about the other person, what they feel, how they think about things, how they tie things to things. Yeah. Right? But... Which I get why y'all like arguing for that reason, but y'all will argue about anything for man. that reason. Well, I'm, I don't do it so much, man, but my, some of my homeboys, you should hear them on some sports, boy. Oh, I don't they talk about sports crazy. with the men. Crazy. The men and their sports, I don't. It get too personal sometimes. And now that y'all can bet on it, yeah, I stay right. far away because y'all be getting angry, angry, like, you know what? Yeah. That don't get crazy. Y'all got it. That's how. That's how. Yay, that, sports. That's all I got for you. That was the basis. <laughs> Of like why we started kind of movie critics because me and Corey would talk about movies all the time mm-hmm. and they would get super passionate like that like yeah probably the way guys talk about Jesus sports God. and yeah. hearing you and Corey get into it is funny because yeah. people would think y'all don't like each other yeah. shout out to Corey that's my brother man we've been through some shit together man we should have brought him up here for this I don't even know if he's watching this he's been texting what? me about snowfall updates he just now saw the uh, LSD episode <sighs> Jesus God Corey <laughs> he just saw the LSD episode. And I was like, I don't know about this shit. I said, just get to the finale. <laughs> it, it, you know, because he didn't like the season at all. And I, I felt him. Corey is yeah. my spirit element because he knows, like, this is. <laughs> you know that's racist. You know you can't say yes, that. Yes, I just, as I was saying out loud, I was like, fuck, I was not supposed to say that. I've been asked several times not to say that. Right, right. I'm still trying to understand it, how it's racist. But I, until I figure that out, I'm just going to shut up about that. Um, It's racist because that's a real thing in indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. And it has a cultural and a real spiritual meaning. Mm. So it kind of negates and minimizes the, the meaning. importance of it uh, when we call anything that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of like... When and we... we can't have that because we don't practice what they practice. So you don't have one of those. Yes. Because you weren't baptized in it. You weren't raised in it. You weren't named after one. You don't You don't have one. Right. It's something that you're appropriating. That, no, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. It, it, but when you talk about that, like, um, we're just kind of assigning that assigning just some arbitrary value to it based upon whatever we want to say. I feel like that. Uh, and uh, Louis CK has a really good joke about this, about the word genius, bro. Like we just call everything genius. Like everything's genius, man. But he has a really good bit about it that I don't really want to spoil, but you can find it. I'm not watching anything Louis CK did. I hear you. Yeah. He's funny, but I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. If he hadn't, I think his nonchalance about it is what pissed me off the most. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, And I get in, in the hierarchy of things that have happened. Yeah. Sure. But it's the arrogance afterwards. No, like, he that's wasn't why... super arrogant about it. 
unless I read something wrong. I don't think he was super. I, he was one of those. He was one of the ones that was like very apologetic about it. Unless I'm unless I unless I miss something. Uh, you're giving me the I miss something face. So I guess I miss something. I thought he was apologetic about it, but I could be wrong. Okay. It's because again, on the hierarchy of things, right? Mm-hmm. And I hate that, that exists for that, but it's true. It does. Mm-hmm. It's kind of low. Okay. Not. You can't say that. You're right. Okay, is the right response. It's, it's not as egregious as it, as other people have been. He could have been forgiven for that, mm-hmm. but his response was just like, "Come on, not that fucking serious. My bad." <laughs> it's like, yo, like, like that's still a pretty big violation. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Is 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 how yeah. you handle things sometimes matters more than the thing that you did. It, no, it does. It does. Yeah. It does. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, you know, I get wrapped up in understanding his tone. You know what I'm saying? Like, in his comedy, like, he's just that very, like, you just get it. Like, like when you see somebody, I don't, you just kind of get it to some degree. And it, it could be wrong, but, yeah, anyway, he had a good joke on it. It's kind of funny, but you'll never see it, so. No. So you can spoil it. <laughs> but basically, he was just saying that, like, uh, somebody talking about somebody sending a text message right mm-hmm. um no i i forget man i'm gonna fuck it up and i'm Jesus bad at paraphrasing God. i'm bad at paraphrasing but basically he was just like there's certain things that are really genius and there's other things it's like really it was just this you just did but he put it way funnier way mm-hmm. better and i'm fucking it up that happens so. a lot like and people y'all gonna hate for this but y'all's kids aren't any smarter than nobody else's kids because mm. they walk mm. Like that baby ain't been here before because he know he can recognize the color blue. Like that's right. that's an expected milestone. <laughs> an expected milestone. <laughs> like, right. Like now tell me your kid looked at some Italian words and can now speak fluent Italian. Then yeah. we can talk about it, right? Like, is your kid doing multiplication at two or three? Sure. Let's discuss. But your kid knows the color blue at 18 months. Yeah. Very good. I, I don't I don't want to put their business out there. Kristen's they t- they, kids. Dog. They're fucking genius. You gotta see it in real time. It's crazy. Oh my god! It's crazy. They have they have twin sons that are like three years old. I think just turned either. They three. just turned three. Dog, and they're and they're on the spectrum mm-hmm. autism. You know, for for the people that are listening, this is um. There's a podcast called "And Then We Had Sex" mm-hmm. with Kristen and J Rod. It's a comedy couple. They talk about like their sex life and their family. It's their. It's a really good podcast. You should look it up. Yeah. Um and. Their kids are on the spectrum. They have two twins that are on the spectrum, three years old. One of them can read. One of them is echolalia. The term is called echolalia. Okay. Where they, he just instinctually can read. Exactly. He's never been taught how to read. Exactly. And then the other one. With math. Can can add anything you give him. He like, can do division and multiplication. W- well, no, he can't. I tried, okay. to, I tried to give him a multiplication problem. He, I gave him three times three. He couldn't get it. But I said, what's three plus three plus three? And he was like, nine, right? Just like that. So it was like he understands conceptually what multiplication is, but he just has to do it the long way. Three, I'm talking about they like Spit barely being able to talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can talk, but like not like super clear. Mm-hmm. And they are like whizzes with, you know, with the information. That's a genius to me, right? Yeah, that's a genius, bro. But if they could just point out the color blue. Yeah, yeah, that ain't. That's, Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a little low low bar. That's like your second, that's like your the after your first hurdle. Right. This <laughs> is like on right. the ground. Like it's just 
it, it's just, you know, everyone's not a genius. Your kid's supposed to be able to do that. Your baby ain't been here before. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Um, Godfather is genius, though. Fuck. Look how you tied that back Yeah, up. you see me? Because we've been... We've been, we, so well, you know why we, you, you, what's crazy is we're literally done with the episode. Yeah. So that, that rant was <laughs> just, it happened at the we, end. We have to give you over an hour of content. Yeah. That's just like the rule. Yeah. <laughs> so if we didn't have that, have that Vero, it'd be like 40 minutes. It'd be like long. a 40 minute podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, man, Godfather, just seeing this all, seeing this shit come together, man, it gives me a newfound respect for Coppola and how hard he fought for his movie. Even yeah. like, even force and ready to go back in there and to get two more million out of blood for the, uh, for the, uh, budget. Yeah. You know? Because listen, I don't know what market price were for things in 71, 1970, 71, 72. Um, but a $4 million budget, is low compared to today's standards. Mm-hmm. But with inflation and everything, maybe $4 million was close to like $10 million back then. Okay. You know, but me knowing the scale of The Godfather, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to do that with $4 million. So I'm glad that they showed us they had to get an extra two. Because I wonder if they needed more than the two. Probably. But they went, they they went took, to Sicily. They went to Sicily, fam. Like, that's like unless whole... they shot that in Arizona or some shit, but possibly but I, I don't think so i think they i think that was authentic like sachia you know they went to sicily for that job you know apollonia was very pretty apollonia was fine bro yeah i ain't gonna hold you she was fine um yeah man i i don't know we kind of like smoked this episode six. we did it was straightforward oh uh, clearly they had the scene with coppola kind of going over the shots and he made mention to Tomorrow was the first day of filming. Mm-hmm. So I assume that episode six, seven, maybe a portion of eight is going to be dealing with them actually in the filming process. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to go to post-production and maybe even to premiere territory. I would love to watch the premiere just yeah. to see how it was received because of all the oh, issues. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that I, that's, I am very interested in that too. Yeah. You know, uh, how fast did it catch on? Yeah. Was it an instant success? Did, was it a slow burn? You know, was it one of those things where it's like it didn't catch on? No, it had to be because they they turned right around and did the sequel in like seventy five. Yeah. So it had. It, it I want to see Sinatra's response to it, or if they feigned it to be. Right, right. So yeah, it was probably a, a hit record right off the rip. Um, cool. You got anything else you want to touch about this episode? No, I think that's it. I think again, in watching the movie, it's it's funny all the stuff they really did pull out of it, down to Bob Evans being threatened with a rat in the bed mm-hmm. and. It was also the movie producer where they wanted Johnny Fontaine, the movie who ended up with the horse head in his bed. Mm-hmm. Um, just they did pull a lot of stuff out of the movie mm-hmm. into this. So I'm in, we probably won't find out, but it's funny to see the parallels and wonder where it came from. Did real life inspire the movie or is the movie inspiring the story in the way that it's told? I think it's, I think it's neither. I mean, I think to some, to some degree it's showing us like, I think where the art imitate life happens is the art of the movie is being imitated in this television show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, got it, got it, so it. it's it's funny to see, not funny, but it's cool to see that and catch yeah. those Easter eggs. Yeah. That's why I watched the movie again. I was like, let me just see. How I was like, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm I'm seeing, if this feels like watching The Godfather talk about The Godfather. Right. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that pulled out, even yeah. just the ties and who the characters are and what's happening to them. Right. Yeah. yeah they do a good job. and and. They do a good job, I, I think, of sort of like 
um, doing the things that have real world context. Like last episode, you know, I talked a lot about the the binder that that Coppola made for the film. Mm-hmm. You know that, and you know that was there was an interview that explained that. You know, that's out on YouTube. So yeah. it's like it's cool that they're kind of fi- figuring out a way to. Highlight those things. Highlight the things that already exist. You know, I, there's a story where there's an uh, an excerpt from a clip from a, a Marlon Brando interview where he talks about how Joe Colombo, you know, came into Bloodhorn's office and was the one that pretty much like got anything he wanted. They're, they're, oh, they're, wow. They're making it like it was Coppola and Ruddy, but it was really Colombo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's uh, crazy. Uh, according to, you know, um, Marlon Brando. Wasn't which, he like a huge liar, though? Uh, maybe I don't really know. Maybe um, still fun to watch. I'm still gonna watch it. Great to watch. Yeah, you know, great to watch. So that's that on that man. Episode five of the offer and six. Would you like to give them our socials? Yes, on yeah. Instagram we are Grams of Snow Pod. Mm-hmm. On Twitter we are Grams of Snow. Yeah, man. We the realest, probably the best offer breakdown that you're gonna get out there on these streets. Period. You know, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. We may may not be, you know. No, we are. That's just that on that. That's that on that. So uh yeah, man, we'll be back next week for episode six of the offer. And of course, in the meantime, if you're looking for more content, we you know, we just wrapped up Snowfall season five. Mm -hmm. Before that, Euphoria season two. Mm -hmm. Uh we are currently in the midst of doing the, the HBO limited series We Own the City. Succession will be back before you know it. Catch up on that. All of that, The last season of that. Snowfall is right back around the corner. And I think BMF is probably coming next, too. Yeah, because they're starting to talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to keep you guys flooded with content for sure, man, to the best of our abilities. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, but if you're just here for the offer, thank you for that. And uh, join us next week for episode six of the offer. And I guess until then, man, just try to stay away from press conferences with Joe Colombo. Please do. Because nobody needs that on their record. Period. Bye, friends. Peace. This has been an On Ear Network production.